Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. With me today is Megan Adamick, and you are currently at the Lido at Perry Merveille, which I'm excited because I am coming in April, God willing, with COVID and travel to see the show. And every time I get to meet a new cast member, it makes me even more excited to come see the show to celebrate that you guys are back on stage and that things are open, as we know, it could go up and down. But um, everybody I've met from this new cast, I've been incredibly impressed with as far as your work ethic, your uh, I guess knowing who you are. And so we just chatted for like 10 minutes before we started. I'm already like, oh, I love Megan. I'm excited to see her on the stage of just hearing just a little bit. So welcome, Megan. And you can tell us, um, we'll just start out like just, hey, who are you? <laughs> how did you come to be? <laughs> yeah. So mainly like where you grew up and how and why you started dancing. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, well, I grew up in Paris and um I started dancing when I was 13, a bit late, but um, dancing for me was not a thing when I was little. I was more like, uh, I love gymnastics. It was just more my thing. And then my mom was like, right. The teacher was like, listen, she probably needs to do some ballet because she's dancing really well as well. So, so my mom put me in there and then this is how it all started. Yeah, after like, well, 10 years of gymnastics, she put me into dance and then ended up at Lido. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So there's a whole wonderful trail that got you there too. Did, when you t- got in ballet class, did it feel right to you or did you struggle? Because I worked with gymnasts too, like the ribs are out and sometimes there's a, a benefit of being a gymnast and sometimes there's a challenge or did it like sometimes just finding where your heart feels the most connected? Well, it was, it felt natural. It felt like, oh, that's quite easy. And then the teacher was like, oh, maybe she's got something. And then she pushed me out to private lessons to like, because I was late to compare it to everyone else. So um, the more hard for me was to point my feet as like a bit example, because in gymnastics is different. So that was the hardest for me and to hold my arms because I've got really long arms. And, but it felt quite natural to like, hold myself like I was quite flexible so it was easier for me as well so it felt natural and you when because you're six feet right yes so when did you have your growth spurt because that's a you don't see very many tall gymnasts either because they kind of you have to be more compact I know there are some but did you have a challenge at that point or 10 o'clock you had or 10 o'clock 10 years old you hadn't sprouted up yet um I was quite tall uh as soon as I was, I was born, I was really tall. <laughs> and, uh, even at school, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so tall. I was like, yeah, I know. Um, and I was hard at the gymnastics as well. Like, it was hard to find my balance sometimes, but I love challenge. So for me, it was okay. But yeah, being tall in gymnastics was hard as well. Same as like being a dancer and being tall when you're 10 years old, like 13, it's quite hard as well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we had talked a little bit too, like how you don't get to partner. You are usually the boy, you know, even if it's just a promenade, like it's assumed the tall girl is now going to be the, 
I want to say the boy, or you're the lead or the, you're the bar, <laughs> you're the lifter. <laughs> yeah, I was the boy. I was the boy in pretty much all of my classes. They were like, okay, Megan, you two told to be lifted. So can you do the boy? And I was like, oh, well, can I be lifted one day? And they were like, mm, no, the day we're going to have a tall guy, maybe. And I'm like, oh, cool. So never had the chance to like perform like in a show or anything with a boy. So I had to wait until I got to leader to do that. I mean, 20 years later. <laughs> 20 years later, yeah. And I'm sure that tall girl at 13 would never have imagined that some boy is taller than you, that you get to be light and delicate. <laughs> oh, definitely not. I was like, oh, that polio thing, like, oh my God, there's tall people here. Yeah, no. you feel like finding your people. It was, I think it was Amy Timmons who said she felt like a baby giraffe. And when she found all the other baby giraffes, it's like, oh, I finally feel like part of something that I'm not the odd one. So that's yeah. the celebration. I think it was just seeing these tall, beautiful women on stage to know like, yeah, that wasn't always easy for them as, you know, the tall one in class. So were you focused on ballet or did you have um, jazz and like, what was your school focus on? Because I know there's different. Well, I had... Um... I was not focused on ballet first. I was more focused on like jazz, modern jazz and stuff like that. And then, and also Russian dance. Um, like Russian folk dance? Yeah. Okay. And then when uh, I went to a professional dance school, ballet was really my thing. I was like, oh, I love it. Like it has to be perfect and I love perfection. So um, I went into re- like into ballet every single day, and then I had uh, contemporary dance, um, modern jazz, tap dance. I had singing, I had acting, I had uh, musical. But for me, ballet was more my thing. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I know like a lot of girls feel like if they started later, they missed out. But a lot of times, I've seen when you're put in at three or four, it's just something you do, you take for granted, and and then maybe when you start later, you you are really invested in it as opposed to like, yeah, it's just something I do. I did it. I got put in at seven and I liked it. And then I quit my sophomore year of high school because I want to be a cheerleader. My parents said, if you quit, you don't get to come back till the year after. I'm like, oh, I'm done. And, and four weeks out of it, I was crying, like, please let me go back to dance. And then they made me wait the whole school year. But when I came back in, I was like, I quit talking at the bar. I started being serious because I realized Oh, I'm here by choice, not be like, well, what do we do with little girls? We put them in ballet. So I don't know if you feel that like starting later, if you might've had a different appreciation that if you had just always done it. I think it's the fact that I was older so I could understand more. And then my mom was like, okay, if you want to do that, we'll do it. But you have to do it seriously. Like we all know that school are quite expensive as well, especially then school. So she was like, listen, like, I want you to be happy, but you have to be serious on what you in what you're doing. So if you're not good at school, you won't go to the dance school. So she was Ooh. like, "Be careful, be good at both, and then it will be easier for you." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Well, so I was really serious, and I was like, "Okay, I I has I have to make sure that I'm happy in what I'm doing, and then I'm doing it well." And also I have to work really well at school because I don't want to miss on dancing as well in the afternoon. So uh-huh. yeah, really for me it was important to like be really like focused. And then at 13 years old, you understand more than when you're, when you're five or when you're even like 10. 
So, yeah, no, it was, we understood straight away what my mom wanted. She was like, yeah, if you want it, then work for it. And then we talked earlier, which I, this is like a fun surprise. I really honestly never know what, where we're going to go. If I've never met you, all I know is your amazing photos on Instagram. And I'm like, I have to interview just so I can share these photos, but your mother, can you tell a little bit about your mother's um, connection to dance? Um, my mom was um, solo cancan and the captain of the dancer line at Moulin Rouge. Solo, isn't that like, that's a super hardcore part of that show yeah the, the soloist wow <laughs> wow wow did you know that growing up did you know that part of her life oh yeah I knew I went to I went to watch Moulin show when I was two years old really oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh like my mom did that because I think a lot of people just think their moms are just there to to you know take care of them and cook and to know like wait my mother was a life had a life outside of this and it was something this magnificent did you care or did you have like stars in your eyes or was it like, yeah, that's just my mom? Oh, that was for me. Um, I was like, as soon as I start dancing, I knew who she who, what she did her entire life. And then when she put me into dance and then understood more and more, I was like, I want to be like that. Like I want to be like my mom. Like I, for me, the Ken Ken of Moulin Rouge was my dream. I was like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. And I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I want to, I do want to go into your journey of that too, because you've got a great, um, you've done a lot of work before you got to the Lido. So was your mom like, yes, this would be good for you. Or she a little like hesitant to have you go towards that direction of professional or actually before we get there, what even made you decide to carry this into professional? Like some people just do it till high school and leave it. Like what made you decide or did you decide or just kind of happen? I'm going to, I'm going to be doing this professionally. Um, well, uh, I was like, mom, I don't know what to do in the future. And she was, and she was like, okay, I can help you. Like, do you like this? No. Do you like that? No. Do you like, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then she was like, okay, just do dance for the moment. And then we'll see. And I was like, okay. And then in high school, I just did dance every afternoon. And I was like, Okay, well, I want to be a dancer. That's for sure. And then some friends were like, "Dancer is not that is not a real work." And I was like, "You'll see. I want to be a dancer, and I'll be a dancer somewhere famous." Blah blah. And they were like, "Yeah, sure. Well, now, yeah, I am." <laughs> Here you are. So, How long did your mom do it? She was there for thirteen years. See, that's why I think people are told at like eighteen, you better do it now because it's a short dance career and that it's been proven over and over all these interviews that there, there are people, women that did it and men for several years and if your body can do the can can that especially the Mulan can can that long like she she that's a really great long career so I, I'm sure she had a little bit different idea that you could do this professionally than if she'd only done it like a year like there is yeah, some but, longevity in this but not you're not going to do it at 70 but also she I well I'm going to make her listen to that <laughs> she didn't want me to be a cabaret dancer she didn't want me to be a showgirl she wanted me to be a musical dancer or like uh, like in video clip dancer or whatever she wanted me to be but no I was like I want to be a showgirl she was like it's not that word is not made for you and I was like why because I was too shy yeah so it was like people's gonna they're just gonna eat you and I'm like no 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 
And then I was like, I understood more my first experience. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit shy. The more with the age, I think my confidence developed more. So I'm not, now I'm more like, um, is there anything you want to say? Or like, I'm, it's, I'm more open and I'm more honest and more, yeah. Yeah. Because I do want to talk about your first Lido audition because that, that does seem like it builds up to that. Because I'm thinking of myself as a mother, my daughter's 29. But if she wanted to go in, into what I did, I would. I think I'd be really happy because I had such joy of doing it, but I also would have some fear of that lifestyle. Then, I mean, I think it's it's not like a lot of people think showgirls are out partying and they're doing a little prostitution <laughs> on the side or whatever, but we know it's not that, but I think it is like as a mother, but I also would love for my daughter to get to experience the freedom to do what you love, um, a career that's, that's unique. I think that there'd be so many things I would love for my daughter and a few things that I'd be like a little nervous about, especially if, you know, like you are going to have your eyes opened up. But also when I was a showgirl, like dancing in Reno, all the rumors back in my high school that I was out dancing naked. Somebody heard it that at my reunion that I was dancing naked on party boats. I'm like, wasn't naked. It wasn't a party boat. It was a legitimate cruise ship. But the rumors were all this, but I would come home and go to my friend's college parties there was may, way more debauchery happening at a, at a frat party and a sorority party than anything I experienced in cabaret world. So I think that that kind of fear of like, you know what, if your daughter's going off to college, you need to be concerned. Yeah. But also, also musicals, like there's a, that's a short, like it's gig to gig. So to be a dancer and have a long running contract is also rare. Cause a lot of dancers, if you are doing musicals, if you're doing, you know, it's like a short career and then now, now what do I do? So it's a, yeah, it's a really exactly. interesting thing to want for your daughter and knowing she had her own experience, probably good and bad. And I think musical is actually more hard. Like is every what, six, eight, nine months that you have to find another job. Like same for us. If we go from like cruises to like other, or like other cabarets. But I mean, I think once we know um, the, that the cabaret world is easier but I like my first time in the audition, I was like, oh my God, so many people, they all know each other. Like that's scared. That's really scary. But now if I go to an audition, I'll be like, Hey, how are you? Like, oh, like I will know everyone as well. So, but yeah, we do have a, like a bad reputation as showgirls. Like sometimes you have to remind people like, no, this is not what I'm doing. I'm not like, I'm not doing striptease on stage. Like this is not what I do. Yeah, but you're naked. No, I'm not naked. I'm topless. It's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. also the um the assumption that you're not dancing because there's so many that go all the way back to the 50s. We always feel like you had to justify showgirl because it's been different things. Like showgirls were sometimes more the mannequins that didn't dance. And then the, they were called dancers. I'm like, yeah, but I was dancing. I was topless for two numbers in a showgirl, but I was also doing like a kick line that kicked my butt. Like we were doing both, but I feel like there's a little justification. Like, no, we really are dancing too. Like I have training that my training is being put to use. I'm not just step touching. Cause I saw the Lido show. You guys are like kicking butt in that show. That's like the ballet and the tango and the, there's so much beautiful technique that's utilized. I think more than a lot of the other shows that I've seen that you guys get to use your training and you get to probably be challenged to keep your training up as opposed to like, we've made it. We don't have to work hard anymore. I can rely on my ballet from when I was a little kid to get me through. I'm sure you guys have to keep doing it, like training to make sure that you don't lose that. Yeah. And I've been having so many fights with my well husband now, but when we start dating, I was like, oh, I'm so tired. He was like, well, you're tired. You just like, 
step touch, step touch. And I was like, excuse me? Like, we used to have so many fights about it. And now he understands more because I'm like, I'm actually really tired. <laughs> okay. I've been doing this, this, this. He's like, okay, no, I understand and I respect. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, I've been training my whole life for that. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. We should talk to Jane and set up a thing for husbands, boyfriends, and all that to do a day with you and, yeah. and watch and actually try to do it. Like, just going up and downstairs, just doing a quick change. Just yeah. try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, just my try- gosh. Just- even half an hour, they'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Like, there's some assumption that when it looks easy, it is easy. It's like, no, that's because they're so good at what they do. So growing up in Paris, because I, I interviewed Colombe, and I think you guys are the only French girls that I've interviewed. And here this is the French, you know, the iconic cabaret, you and the Moulin. But I don't, I know that I talk to people from Australia and England. And I go, oh, actually, how many French girls actually grew up knowing about this because it was right there or just kind of ignored it because it was just part of French culture because you had your mom. So you knew about the Moulin, but in dance studios, was that a thing that people aspired to or knew about? Um, No, Um, because it's like another world. They don't really put Lido or Moulin Rouge or Crazy Horse in front of you. They're like, for example, my ballet teacher, when we used to do like big Batman and stuff like that, she was like, we're not at Moulin Rouge here, all right? And I used to be like, oh, all right, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's not something that they talk about. Now a bit more, a, a little bit more, but back in the day, like when I was training, no, not at all. So I, I'm really thanks, thankful that I had my mom who explained everything to me but it was not a thing before. Wow. That's, that's just so interesting to see how hard it is to get in, but to like have to justify being a showgirl, like, oh, you're kicking too. Yeah. The, the, like there's so many things to see it redeemed, to see you work and get to be celebrated at the Lido as what you had to kind of fight for to even be seen as a dancer, that like you're not the right type. You're too tall. You're yeah. I just think that there's a, there's a lot you have to break through and not give up because a lot of people don't get it or they don't support it. Like, I've always asked, like, how'd you get there? Because hardly anyone had someone say, here's a good thing for you. Yet we all had to kind of figure it out because there weren't the options of, I'm going to go be in a musical. But also, like, when I talk to my friend at work, uh, at work, they're like, oh, yeah, leader was my dream. And I'm like, but how can it be your dream? Like, you were, like, what, 10 years old and you knew that you wanted to be at leader? Like, how didn't you know about leader? You were in England. And then people are like, yeah, but it's coming for us. And I'm like, wow, this is how France is so old. Because it's more like ballet, ballet, ballet. But no one will say like, oh, do you want to do a showgirl class? Now, because I used, I did during the confinement, I did um, can-can classes in my my old dance school. Oh. And only now they've got like showgirl class, hill class, like stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had that when I was there. Oh my gosh. Cause I've been teaching it at my studio because I, I didn't really let that part of my career out. I've had the studio for 28 years. So I started teaching it and people it took like a year to figure out, like I put a show together and then like, what, what is this? So we've taught it and now people are interested. I bring the feathers out and we talk about the why of it. It's not just like clumping around in your heels. There is a whole beautiful technique to this. Now there's interest, but it just felt like before it's like, well, that's not dance or whatever it was we had to kind of fight against so if if they're getting it now and then as cabarets hopefully hang on we want to have dancers who are ready for that we actually want to have a place for them to go and so they're like well we all know showgirl but the shows have to still exist 
Yeah. <laughs> so that is so interesting of growing up in Paris because I talked to girls from England that they they found out about the Lido because I think it was New Year's or Christmas that they would show like a Lido special that they were little girls watching every year. I think it was New Year's that that's how they were exposed. So did they show that in Paris? Uh, yes. Okay. I used to watch it. Well, I used to do Christmas and New Year in, Bel- in Belgium with my family. And my grandpa used to put like the Lido show or the Moulin show depends which one was it and then yeah it was a thing in France to have like uh, the show for Christmas or New Year I don't remember I think it was the first of January like we used to watch the show yeah I think it was like a a tradition that a lot of girls they went that's what I can do that's for tall girls didn't you guys just did you just do a show because Jeremy posted I think it was recent right did you do a show for New Year's where was that it was somewhere beautiful out was it outside yeah it was in the castle yeah wow beautiful amazing amazing was it because I think you know that are we going to stay open with all this stuff with with you know the spread but to see like it was a look like a full cast and I love that it's the costumes from is that Bonaire that costume the white Um, with the maybe it's Panet I might be wrong I won't say it either because I've I recognize them from other older generations that wore those but that's a wonderful thing I love too, if they're bringing back some of the, like the tableau that is in, added to the show. I'm excited to see that too, to see yeah. like all those costumes out there alive on the stage and to see that many of you out there amidst all the craziness that's happening, that's, that there's still these things happening. Oh uh, yeah, but that uh, wearing those feathers, oh, I love it. I love it. It makes me feel like more, even more beautiful than like, you know, show makeup, costume, but those costumes, I'm like, oh, love them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, and they're still had those costume the entire show. <laughs> I wonder if that will come back. Like if they're the, the, the need this, the, you know, that kind of remembrance of that glamour that, that we just don't have that much of, it kind of goes back even like our shows, we, it was all about the Hollywood magic, the, the celebrity and the classiness of old musicals and so maybe you know as we move into another era there's some of that nostalgia that like oh we need to bring some of that back and still move forward so you guys have been rehearsing like every time I talk to someone like oh I can't but have a rehearsal like there's maybe that's what it's been for so you've been doing the show and rehearsing for this or did you just take it right out of the show and put it on that stage well we had um no we had rehearsal for that event but we did have a lot of rehearsal recently like for like to learn a new thing or to just to put in some uh, new people as well. So yeah, oh. we had a, and then one of our singer came back. So we had to do all the rehearsal for her. Like, no, yeah, we, we had a really intense December and November. <laughs> have you added, because I think you guys open with just the weekends. Are you adding, because I'm looking to come, like I want to come see the show and I was trying to figure out if, if it's only on the weekends, we don't get in until Monday and I go, we're, we want to see shows, but not if every show is only on Friday, Saturday, Sunday that we're going to, so just for, so from September to November we had only Thursday to Sunday, and then now we're back. So and then we had two weeks of a full, uh, full week, but from March we're gonna do seven on seven. Okay, so, so in April I keep because I'm hearing all the different news which we won't go into of what might be happening. I'm like I gotta get there. I gotta see it when I can. But I, I looked. I didn't see April on the schedule yet. I'm like okay, hopefully we get to see it. But I want to. Yeah, not not just have an option of two nights. Um, so going back to your mother, when you decide you want to do this, 
did you have a plan? Like, I'm going to go audition for Cabaret, Mulan, Lido. What, what were you thinking would be the one you'd want to do? And does she have any input on that? Um, so I told her I wanted to be a Mulan dancer. And then she was like, okay, well, when there's audition, maybe you can go. And I was like, okay, cool. So there was no audition at, in Paris. So I didn't want to go to Australia to audition and then oh come back. To- <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, it's like you're, that's in your city and it's a French show that I'm just kind of amazed by the wildness of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's an audition in Paris every like, what, two, three years? Not even. Really? Yeah. Um, so I, so my first audition was at Lido because they had an audition every year. They have an audition every year. So I went and um, I was a baby. <laughs> I was only 18. And then they, they said to me, listen, you're cute, you're beautiful, but you're too shy and you're too small. You too, like, there's nothing that I can do for you. Like you have to become a bigger woman and then maybe you can come back, have some experience and then come back. And then, so, so I did. How did you take it? How was it hearing that? How did you take it? Did you feel like, oh, I'm done? Or like, did it incentivize you? Or I was still at school. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. Like, it was my first experience. I take it. Um, But I will always remember that audition. Like, I I do. Like, when I look at myself now, I'm like, God, you were a child. Like, I was a kid. (laughs) Really? How hard was that audition? Do they make everybody the can-can? Because I know, like, if you... Like they separate, or maybe it's just the principals don't do can-can. Is everyone expected to be able to do that hard can-can at the audition? Uh, oh, that was Lido. I'm sorry. I'm on the Lido one. Sorry. We'll go back to Mulan. <laughs> but the but the Lido has a hard can-can too. But yeah, I remember hearing some of the auditions. Was it, were you, did you feel ready dance-wise for the show at the audition? No. no. You had some no. more stuff to work on? That was my first time wearing heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. I- I had my like school leotard on like I didn't know I didn't look like a sugar at all I had like a, a little chignon on top of my head like I was like no Megan you look ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> do you know how to do makeup <laughs> did you see girls auditioning and you went oh okay that's what I need to do or did you even have, were you even able to absorb that when you're trying to get through an audition oh no no I looked at them and I was like oh um maybe next time I audition I should probably look like that like yeah. nice good heels like good fishnet because like, my fishnet was so old like I was like oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> like I they would must love see watch, that I would love oh, to watch the video of myself at that audition like it would be hilarious <laughs> wow yeah and I've asked people what their audition and it, it goes all the way back to the 50 none of it feels like hardly anyone was prepared like people wore the wrong thing and then came back and went okay now I get it. Cause I remember I had like little tiny character shoes and, and the girls, cause it was in Vegas. A lot of the girls were already doing shows. So they had the big heels, they had the fishnets and lashes. They were all done. I went, Oh, Oh, <laughs> and yeah. So it is like, it's hard to prepare. Cause you must be in a dance studio. No one's saying, here's how you prepare for cabaret. Did your mom give you any hints or she just said, eh, she'll figure it out. <laughs> no, she, she was like, no, you look good, darling. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you do? What did you do with that after afterwards? You're like, I'm going to go, you know, get more experience or I'm going to train more. What did you leave with? Like, here's what I need to do. You obviously can't grow 
your body any different? <laughs> no, no. Well, I had to, I had to wait. <laughs> yeah. um, no. So I just finished school. I graduate um, next year. And um, I went to audition. Someone called me. So I sent an email, sorry, with videos of me to Royal Palace in, um, in Kyivina. Yes. And uh, I sent a video and they called me saying like, hi, can you come on Monday? But I was at the dance school. It was in August. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I can come on Monday. It's fine. And they were like, bring your suitcase with you. I was like, <laughs> okay. So like maybe if you get the audition, you might stay straight away. And the next day you'll be on rehearsal with everyone. So oh I was like, gosh. wait, that will be my second audition. Like for sure, I will come back. So my first audition, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's fine. I'll take everything they said to me and try to like. Second audition, I had to do tap and everything. And I was like, oh God. So here we go. Leo Megan, 19 years old, trying to do everything they like they wanted me to do. And they were like, okay, congratulations. Your room is number 13. Oh, what? Like, Wait, what? My dad drove me to the train station in Paris and they were like, okay, see you tonight. And I was like, yeah, bye dad. Didn't even say goodbye to anyone. Oh my just gosh. just didn't up for a year. <laughs> wow. Cause it's like, there's a lot of things usually to tie up. Cause I know like some people are told two weeks and you're like, oh, I have to like quit my job or rearrange or figure out my apartment or take care of things or at least pack. So you, nope. whatever you brought was what you were going to live with. Did people send you things later? Or? No, my mom was in Belgium and then she, she, Take took my sister with her and then she was like, okay, we need to take Megan's room into the car <laughs> and then go to Royal Palace and bring her everything. <laughs> wow. Did you know yeah. anybody in the show or like here you are the new girl and you're starting, do you start rehearsal the very next day? I didn't even know that Royal Palace existed. <laughs> I, yeah, I found out about it from interviewing and I'm like, and that's, it's nowhere near Paris, right? It's like kind of the storybook, beautiful town. That's away from every, I'm going on this trip when I go, I want to see that because I'm like, wait, how is, because it's a big show in a tiny yeah. town and it's a yeah. topless show in a very conservative town. Yeah. It's one of the biggest cabaret in, in France, like wow. it's a thing, but I didn't know. And then I arrived there and all you can see is the massive cabaret, a tiny village and a hairdresser. That's it. <laughs> That is so crazy. I think it was Leah I talked to. She said you couldn't even find like a, a bakery or something. I'm no, like, yeah. Oh, you're in France. Yeah, so you were there this with Leah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Did you see the show that night before you started rehearsals? No, because it was um so they changed the show every year. So August was the, the month of the rehearsal. So oh. I just the next day at 10 o'clock, they were like, okay, okay, be there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I arrived and everyone was like, here's the new girl, Megan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. At the time, I didn't speak English at all. And the choreographer was American. And I was like, oh God. Who was yeah. the choreographer? I'm just curious. Not that I would know every American choreographer, but. Uh, um, Lisa Marie, that's her okay. name. But okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. No. Did, did the I style? Not, I was not speaking English. So she, not, she liked me, but she was like, oh, hard to understand. Bye. <laughs> That is so interesting. Again, you're in France and <laughs> having to speak English to do, a, to do a French cabaret. It's kind of amazing to me because I have, I have to work on my French before I come. I've been doing Duolingo and I, I'm, it's sad. 
So did you, did you feel ready for this show? Like as far as like the style and the technique and what was expected? Well, it was more, um, it was really cabaret, but it was also commercial things that I've done at school as well. So I could pick up the choreography really fast. So I really enjoyed that show. It was quite easy for me. I was like, oh, I love it. I love it. Even if I didn't really look like a showgirl because I was still young and um, I didn't have any experience before, but I had friends like Leah who helped me a lot to get through um, me baby and then me growing up as like a, a woman. Wow. Getting that experience that you needed for the Lido. Yeah. How, how long do they bring everybody at the same time and the show closes or is it ongoing and then people leave their contract and they bring new people mid contract? Um, no, the contract is from the, I think the first of August, the first week of August until the first week of July. And then you've got three weeks of holiday and then you come back. But every year you have to audition for the next show. Even dancers have been there for like 10 years, they audition every year. So I, I know that Leah did probably like one, uh, two or three before, and then she, she left to Paris. But yeah, no, everyone has to audition again. It's just CDD all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's it keeps you on your toes, have to make sure you don't get complacent. How long did you do it? I did it for a year. And then did you, because I love when you get in a show, you find out other people that were in other shows, you know more what, what to audition for or what's good or bad. Did you well, plan just, on keep going in cabaret? Um, well, the thing is, um, everyone is, we're all together. And then when a news comes up, like, oh, guys, there's an audition at Lido, or there's an audition at Sigdivambuglio, and there's an audition there. We all go together. This is how I had my, oh, the, my next job. I went to the, to the massive audition for the creation of Paris Merveille with Leah. And um, I didn't make it to the end. So I was like, oh, damn it. And the next day was the audition for the Cirque Diva Bouglion. So I was like, mm, with another friend, I was like, maybe we can go there because we didn't make it to Lido. Maybe we can go to the circus. So we went to the circus. And this is how I got my second job. I made it to the circus and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> was that another one of those and you start tomorrow or did you have a little bit more time to no I had more time they were <laughs> like, okay you finish your contract in July we start in September you've got holidays okay. oh my gosh how was that show because I know somebody else I don't know if it was Amy I think a few people I've I've interviewed also did that show I there's all these things I had no idea existed so it's really great to know that you know there was a lot of opportunity yeah it's a show it's just a winter show in the circus um, from September to March. So it's just six months, so which is great. Like most of the time you don't know what to do in the winter because like if you don't get like cruises or if you get carried, this is an easy way to have a job as well. So um, yeah, no, it's a really nice, really nice uh, experience. Okay, so then what did you do next? Were you working pretty consistent? Like you're on a roll and you're just going to keep going? Well, I, what did I do next? Oh, I went on a cruise. You did? Okay, what cruise line and who did you work for? I, I worked for um, Jean Ann Ryan. I worked for Jean Ann. Wait, was Leah Jean Ann Ryan as well? No, she was somebody else. I think she no. was Royal. She was Crystal Cruises, I think. 
I think so. Yeah. I work for, I work for Gina. Okay. That's fun. I'm way oh. older than you. That just makes me happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I was one of the last cast that's been sent on the cruise. Wow. Where, where was your port? Where was your itinerary? Um, I did the, uh, Europe, the entire nice. Europe. And then I did um, Africa. From oh my gosh. Uh, Morocco to Cape Town. That's amazing. I just think of the opportunities, like how, you know, it is kind of hard life of a dancer, but the opportunity to travel, like I've been places I never could afford to go. Like you get to go and see beautiful places while you're getting paid to dance. And also like which job in, in which job do you do 36 countries in six months? It's amazing. I yeah. I don't know other jobs than cruises or dancers. I mean, like I don't yeah. know other do that. It's amazing. Oh, I wish I could I, do another one. <laughs> well, hopefully this is coming. I actually went out a month ago and I taught yoga and, and conditioning for a free cruise. And I'm like, it was just wonderful to be in that life. Like, oh, I'll put on this dress and I'll go watch a show. Then I'll go have great food. Because when I did the ships, we were on small ships and it was like just the dining hall, which was fine. But now it's like all these restaurants. And so I'm actually going back for Mediterranean cruise in January or June. And I'm just teaching a few classes every day. And then I'm going to see the Mediterranean. So I'm like, oh yeah, this was what that life was like. Cause I remember like having offers, like, do I want to go to Greece? Do I want to go on a cruise ship? Cause there was just, there was a lot more in the eighties, but a lot of my choices were like, where do I want to visit? What, what countries do I want to see or whatever? Like this it's a, a really rare lifestyle that, yeah. that you get to see the world. So did you, um, how, how long did you do that? Um, I just did one contract of seven months. Did you guys do where you, cause we just did like a review kind of show. Did you, now I know they have like huge stages for the European one. Did you have it? Or did you do like a book show, like a musical and a review or. I, we did four different shows, um, but shows that, that there was there for like about 20 years, I think. <laughs> cause <laughs> some choreography, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of that stuff needs to be retired. <laughs> but uh no we did uh, four shows of 45 minutes um the stage was quite small because i wasn't on a massive cruise yeah um, it was oceania cruise so the stage was quite small the theater was small as well but um nice shows i like i'm not not gonna lie it was really nice to do and really fun to do but we did more like a broadway broadway show yeah with mu musicals we did um um, I know some some cruises got like a French show with cabarets in it, but I didn't I didn't have that. No, I had more like a Malibu one or Backstage Pass. It was more something like that. Um, yeah, four different shows, really nice. Oh yeah, because I, I just when I went on the ship, I went to the show every night. Those dancers are working like crazy because they did a Broadway one. The next night they had a singer and they did like an Elton John tribute. Then they did a um so uh, kind of like the current ones like lady gaga uh, uh, they call it it was something that was more contemporary they did four different shows i did the same show two show, like three nights a week for six months seven months we did the same thing over and over and over which is fine but i'm like wow i would like this option to change it up every night for my brain and my body but you're also working really hard for the amount of rehearsals so i was like i'm happy to see like for the audience to come every night instead of like, sorry, you already saw that show. There's nothing else for you. 
Wow. So did, did you get kind of ready to be on land? Cause I remember on the ship, I'm like, okay, I'm ready now to be in one place, but did you just kind of, we're done with it? Well, um, when I, when I went on it, I was like, Oh God, I don't think I'm going to do those seven months. There's no way I can do that. <laughs> but then when I left the ship, I was like, Oh, I wish I could have done the ship again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> like I miss having my little habit, like calling my, calling my friend from my cabin being like, Hey, are you awake? Like, should we go to the breakfast? Like I miss those kind of things, like not spending money on food. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I have to cook for myself. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I remember like on the ship. And then when I worked in Bermuda, that someone would turn our bed down, like they would clean your room and then you'd have a mint on your pillow. And I came back home like, Oh, I have to make my bed. I have to like make my own food buy my own toilet paper. Yeah. It's kind of a hard awakening of, of that life. It's yeah. so yeah, you're working hard, but yeah, you also get to have the wonderful thing of not grocery shopping or errands and oh my gosh. And I've got friends who've been doing this for like years. And I'm like, how do you do like, when you're going to yeah. come back to real life, yeah, it's going to be so hard. Yeah, I think it is. It is a nice bubble, but the longer you do it, I think for some of them, I think it's scary for them to come back after they've been doing it for years and years. Like, how will I? Wow. So then what, what was next for you? Lido. Okay. So this time, this time you got in there. Wait, where does the Mulan fit in here? Um, I did a year, a year of Lido. Then I did a year at Mulan and then I came back to Lido. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's do sequential here. Okay. So you got it this time. So you came in and you were ready because you were older, more mature. You've been performing. What was the reaction? Did they, re- did they remember you from coming in before? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's yeah, a yeah. young, young baby face. And now she's a woman. Exactly. And then so, um, well, Jane was like, oh, you, yeah, like that's much better. <laughs> I just remember she was like, can you put some red lipstick on? I remember that. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do. And then um, Kate, her, her assistant was like, can you put some more blush on, on your face as well? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was still like a bit pale. And yeah. Then, and then afterwards they were like, no, it's fine. Yeah, we've got a job for you. Oh, and that's so good they told you. So like, well, you didn't know that. Like, yeah, you can put a little blush and a little bit of lipstick on. Like, there it is. And you were ready. Did you feel really ready this time? Yes. I was like, okay, this is my time. If it's not now, I was never. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And that was for Perry Merve, the current show. Yeah. So you did it for a year. I did it for a year. But when I was at Lido, an audition came up in Paris for Mulan. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to try and do it. Because that was my, my dream. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do the audition, long audition. I'm not going to lie, it was really long. And uh, they were like, okay, cool. Go get your measurement and then we'll call you back. They called me, I did the audition in June. Yeah, in June. They called me back in February. I was like, whoa. Wow. That's very different than can you start tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was way different. Um, Yeah. And then so I did my year at Lido and then I went to see Jen being like, sorry, like I'm leaving because I'm going to Mulan. She was like, yeah, no problem. I, that's then, good. Yeah. And then I went to Mulan. And did I, my was, I want to hear about that too, because your mother danced there, but then you told me you're not just second generation, you're third generation showgirl yeah. and specifically Mulan. So tell about who your grandmother was. I think a lot of people listening will know who she is. I've heard her name. 
Well, uh, my grandma is Fanfan, uh, Francoise. <laughs> I know that. Um, she's my dad's mom. So actually, it comes from if oh. my dad and my mom, like, yeah. You were born to be a showgirl, <laughs> both sides of the so. family. Wow. Did you know about her story when you were growing up? Did you know that your grandmother was a Mulan dancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew. I knew that okay. my mom was together. <laughs> and that's, so that's your mom's mother-in-law. Yes. Did they share that or talk about that? Or because that would be an interesting um, connection because like a lot of times, like I was the dancer that was kind of like, oh, into my husband's family, like, oh, she was a dancer. So I don't know if they had this attitude, like I, I didn't have a real job or I was somehow a wild that I was a showgirl, but if they have that in common, the mother-in-law, well, your, her, well, your son's marrying a showgirl. <laughs> well, actually they have that in common. And also my dad, because my, my grandma was a showgirl since she was really young. My dad, it was normal for him, for my mom to be a showgirl as well. So, and they met, she was already a showgirl. So she won't, she won't change for him. <laughs> how did they, how did your parents meet? Uh, my dad was a waiter at Lido. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. How did he feel about you going into the cabaret world? Um, good, normal. Yeah, yeah, that was just normal. That's just a normal, wow. So how, how long did your grandmother, Fum Fum, that's interesting because her name has come up and I think it, was she like a, a principal? She was the, one of the solo can-can. She was, okay, another solo can-can. Wow. So when you, you did that can-can, which is like, I, I forgot, oh, Roser, Roser, I can't remember his name now, the choreographer that has kept it the same all these years that that can-can is specific for the Mulan. They have their own can-can that's oh, a certain really? way that. Is it Millie? There's a guy, uh, Billy Goodson. Do you know Billy Goodson? Yeah. I've interviewed him and I, yeah, I used to know him from LA over here because very well-known choreographer, but he was talking about, he choreographed all the, the um, Ferry and also um, Formidab. But the can-can, yeah. the can-can was somebody else's thing to keep that in the tradition of the can-can, which is interesting. If you do the can-can, that your mother did the can-can. Not the same can-can, but I'm sure there's elements that have oh, stayed the same all those years, right? That are specific. It's not the same, but it's, the the can can now is probably easier than the can can that they used to do. Probably they've broken a lot of bodies the way they did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a super athletic because I love the Lido. They're very different between the Lido and the Mulan too, as far as the. I mean, they're both can cans, but they do the very different style or at least energy of how they do it. Yeah. So you've done both. You've done the Lido and the Mulan. What yeah. could you tell the difference of like in your body even? Um, I know that some people who will listen to that will be like, wait, what? But for me, the easiest is to do the Mulan Kankan. Even though it's like nonstop. Yeah. But it's easier because actually you don't stop. You, you do stop when there's the, there's the solo and stuff, but it's like, you go, go and go and go and go, which is at Lido, you go on the floor, then you come back, but then you go back on the floor, but then, then you come back and then you run and then you do that, which is, is good, is amazing as well, but they're so different. But Lido, I would say, is more tiring. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Because I talked to Ellie Wickett where she actually injured herself pretty bad during a can-can at the Mulan because it's just, yeah. I remember I did can-can a couple of shows, slamming down the splits. When you're 20-something, it's like, Woohoo! And now I have two hip replacements and talk to many gals my age that have had hip replace. Like, well, cause you're always doing the right leg. And then just that drop down in the splits. Um, 
but how did your body fare? Cause you've done, you've done a good long career of dancing pretty hard in these shows. Has your body been doing okay? Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, finger crossed, but yeah. Well, as every dancer, like sometimes my knee, sometimes my back, sometimes my shoulder, but it's nothing, not a big thing. Like yeah. my body's quite okay for the moment. Like I'm well, still going it's... to see the physio, but I'm like, I'm okay. Good. <laughs> That's one thing I was really excited and impressed about that there is a physio and like, if you're injured, they take it serious because I, you know, our generation, well, if your leg's falling off, like, well, just walk it off because no one took the time off. Like you should rest it or you should see a doctor. It was just like, now we're smarter and you want these dancers to last longer. So you don't push them to the point of breaking and you have a yeah. physio that understands dancers, not a physio that will just say, just don't dance. So that, that makes it feel more empowering. You, someone's going to take you serious if you're in pain and you get some time to rest so that you can come back and dance longer as opposed to like, well, just go till those legs don't work and then you're yeah. done. Yeah, they, take, they do take care like, of us a lot and then much better than before. Yeah. Because then my mom, I remember she got injured and they were like, oh, it's fine. You just sprained your ankle. And she was like, it's broken. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank God we have learned. Did your mother see you in the show? Has she seen you? Oh, at, at yeah. all? At, every did she come show. every show? So she came out to Royal Palace and she came out for how did, how was that for her? I think that must be an interesting thing to, to see her daughter do this, but also have her memories come up of what that was like. Well, as, as far as I know, she always enjoyed the show every time. It's more stressful for me. Yeah. When she's watching the show. Because I feel like every time I'll see her, she'll be like, oh, really good. But this was not well, this and this and this. And because she used to be a captain. So, oh my gosh, you can't not see that. And then oh, my friends, every time they're like, oh, please, um, can you tell us tomorrow what your mom said? I'll be like, okay, cool. Oh <laughs> and, then, and then my mom's like, oh my God, that girl was beautiful. And that one was really nice. And her feet, oh, and her legs. And I'm like, what about me? Right. Oh my gosh. What, what about me, mom? She's like, no, but you were great. And I'm like, okay, cool. But no, well, I think every time she comes and watch me, especially now, she came to watch me when we reopened at Lido and she was like, wow, like that break was a massive glow up for you. Like I became a bigger woman again, like yeah. more strong. And then I find my own personality. She was like, it's much better than before the break. Before you were more like a, a robot. It was like, I do this, but I think about something else at the same time. Now you think about performing for everyone. And I'm like, Oh True. my gosh. That's so interesting. Cause you had said, even before we recorded, you said at the beginning that you were a perfectionist, you want things perfect. So you already had that probably in your personality, probably from your mother, knowing those things that for you to feel like, have I accomplished what I want to accomplish? Am I there yet? Like, yeah. have you felt like you've arrived? Like you don't have to be hard on yourself. Like you, you are good at what you do. Or do you kind I of have that, that I got to be better in your head? I think now I'm like, because every, every time I'm like, okay, this is on five, six, seven, eight, not three and four. And then, but now I think more about it, do, it's more like performing. And then I'm more hard on myself of like, oh, I wasn't well today. Oh, I feel, I feel sorry for the people who were watching me because I, I wasn't well. Um, more than like, oh, I missed that count. No, it's not. It's the I'm performance. More, 
yeah, I'm more into the performance now than being hard on myself. Well, even your perspective performance, like that you didn't give enough, like it's for the audience. It's not for you. Like when people are critic, like critical of themselves, I don't hear it often that it's actually for the audience experience. Like, oh, the audience could have had more. That's a, that's a unique thing of perfectionism, but it feels different. It feels like there's more grace. And also for your mom to give you that compliment after this break must've felt good if she, cause it's like, if it probably, she's not like a mom, like, oh, you're the best one. You're the prettiest one. Everything you do is perfect. I mean, there's moms that can think that, but also she's got that eye, but that's hard if you're the daughter that wants that. So when you know, you got that from a really sincere place that she sees the growth, that must've felt like, okay, the hardest critics are me and my mom. Yeah. Like I know that um, Jeremy and Jen will give us correction. But when there's a correction from my mom, I'm like, okay, well, I better change it. I do change it when it comes from like how, how direct or artistic, but when it comes from my mom, I'm more like, oh, maybe that was really bad. Because she was just watching me. She was not watching the entire show. She was just watching uh. just me. So I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I will change it. What kind yeah. of critique is it? Is it performance or how you hold yourself? Like, what is it that she zeroes in on? Um, before it was more like, uh, can you have to smile a bit more? You have to play more with the audience. Um, be careful because you've got flappy hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, when you did this, you didn't have the right attitude or something like that. I think it was to help me. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, my mom, leave me alone. Like, I do right. what I want. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, give it, like, I will take it. Oh, that's such a, that's a sign of maturity, too. Because it is like, <laughs> to get, yeah, when you're like tall and gangly and trying to find your way, and it's like, you don't have the confidence to start with. And now that you're being celebrated for being tall and beautiful and long-legged, now maybe I can take some critique. And your, did your grandmother ever see you perform? Um, yes, once at Mulan. Did she, how did she react to that? Like to have her daughter, her daughter-in-law and then her granddaughter perform. Um, well, um, she was like, oh, she looks like me. <laughs> that's really? <what> <laughs> yeah, that's a performer part of us. Yeah. Because wow. I would love to see photos of, of your grandmother and your mother in their show Girl Glory. Because before we recorded, we talked a little bit about uh, of this. Like, is it a benefit or a detriment to have this lineage of Mulan dancers in your family? And it, and like, it's both. Because I know talking to Savannah, like her mother was the uh, principal at the Lido and her aunt was at the Mulan. So they have this huge reputation. So you are either expected to be like them or not, or to find your way. Because it feels like you have to find who you are if people... I don't know if people had the expectation because they knew that you're like, I don't think we recorded that part. They knew who your mother was when you auditioned, right? Yes. Yeah. So how did that feel to come in and how was that received to know like who um, you are? It was, it was weird for me because I didn't, I, I knew who, who they were, but I didn't know that they will recognize me as like, Oh, here comes Megan Edemik and I'm okay. But then, it was weird in the beginning it was weird because everyone knew me and then I did I didn't and I yeah. was like oh um how how <laughs> it was it was hard it was hard in the beginning but yeah at that audition Janet was like okay step forward say your name your age whatever 
step forward and she goes oh Megan I know you since you were little and I'm like oh god here we go in front of everyone everyone. it's a bit embarrassed and I'm like (laughs) ah but yeah no it's quite hard to even people knew my grandma more than I did and I'm like oh okay (laughs) wow oh my gosh so this is a question you might have think about for a second like how are you different from them because you're getting these great critiques encouragement from your mom that are helpful but she's not you're not turning into how she is a performer like how do you think you are different as a dancer and a performer than your mom that you've come about by being yourself um well I think it's my personality who's way more different than my mom and also not being in the same cabaret um help me to perform like to find myself more and then to perform as Megan and not as Megan the daughter of oh my gosh so um, yeah being at Lido helped me to find that my personality on stage completely different than my mom because Mulan and Lido are so different yeah so I think that helped me Okay, then one more question on this one. So you were at Lido, then Mulan, then back at Lido. When you came back to Lido, do you feel like you were a different performer as well from that experience? Um, you're doing this, you came back to the same show, but maybe yeah, being I away and coming more, back. I was more mature. Yeah. More mature, like not even on stage, but more mature even backstage. Because I'm a, I'm a loud one. I'm like, yeah, everyone, can, everyone knows I'm here. No. <laughs> I'm more quiet now than I like with the age I'm more quiet now but everyone knew that Megan was there backstage (laughs) um yeah I came back more mature and I came back in a different line because I was in the bell line and then when I came back I ended up with the blue bell line and Victoria was my captain and the fact that they're more calm and more mature and helped me a lot Hmm. yeah I think it helped me and like to be more stable even on stage like to perform something else because I came back but learned I learned a completely different track so oh, yeah, that's that exciting was- wow because also you mixed it up so much over the years to come back and do the same show is probably this is probably a fun thing to same show yeah. different different everything so but you even, being in Paris oh sorry go ahead even even now we reopened the show but I'm doing a different spot <laughs> oh wow so when did you how soon did you go back in before covid with the with the lockdowns and everything how much time was Uh, between coming from the moulin back to lido before closing things um, down so i left um i left lido in march um arrived at moulin in april and then left moulin in april and came back in may to to lido and then i did everything until we got in lockdown and then okay. in those t- time, I learned probably like three or four different spots. <laughs> wow. And then coming back after the break, did you go back to the same or is that even different now when you guys opened in September? Uh, that's where no, you, that's where you switched from. That's where you went from bell to bluebell was on that, that shift or no, that was when you no, came back. From that Mulan. was before that was so Mulan leader. Yeah. Okay. So you've had even more changes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cause we, we came back not as like 10 topless dancers we came back as eight topless dancers so my place that I had before COVID has been cut <laughs> so I had to learn oh. a new track 
And you said they've hired people. Are they, have they replaced people? Or are they adding more back to the cast? No. Okay. It's the same cast. As it's people. the same cast, same cast. Okay. Which I think everybody that got to come back, they know that's probably have to do with visas and travel and who can come back because if it's not full cast and are there dance, there must be dancers like hoping and waiting. Yeah. And when yeah. it gets to that point, cause I'm so glad that you, you got to go back. Like when I was waiting to hear, like, you know, and I know Alexandra got moved up and just like, everybody's super grateful to be back after being away for so long. So how was, how was that for you? Cause you, do you, were you living in Paris back and forth, all these jobs, but Paris was your home most of this time. So you're in lockdown in your own city. And I know there's some people that had to go back home or try to figure out, do I pay for an apartment in Paris when I'm not working? So your whole community from the dance world kind of dispersed too. Well, um, I actually did my lockdown in my mom's house because um, I had to move apartment and then it happened right before the lockdown. So I ended up staying with my mom for 13 months. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, not not easy every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that would be really hard. Once you've been away from home, it's really hard to come. Once you've been an independent person, it's hard to come back home. And then, um, so my lockdown was quite easy, especially the first one, because my mom's got a garden. Um, we had a pool and, um, it's not really in the town. It's like quite a bit on the side. So it was my first lockdown was quite chill and easy yeah. for me. I don't know how people did it without being able to go outside. Like if you're in an apartment, you can't get out for fresh air or walk. And so that was a really great opportunity to just feel like a normal human. Yeah. Well, I had the excuse that I've got a puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you could walk your puppy for like at least two hours. So I was like, okay, cool. Two hours of outside. But oh yeah. my gosh. Because the garden so is nice, but I mean. Yeah, there's there's time I need to get out and move. That's that's so crazy to think we're in this other strange time we're in now. But the beginning of this was like, oh, it's only for a few weeks. And is it drag on? Like, is my whole career gone? Is everything I worked for? Like, it, I started this podcast a couple weeks into it. And to hear, you know, it was coming back and then to watch this drag on. And I felt so bad for your generation of this cast because we've done our wonderful Bluebell days. And those are behind us. But to think of like how hard you guys work to know that it may not it may not be coming back of not knowing anything back then. So what did you do to occupy your brain and your body when you were in lockdown? Well, um, I was with uh, my sister and my sister is um, a dance teacher. So um, I was trying with her to do some dance, some fitness, some yoga, some like every single day, something different. First of all, to keep like in, in shape and then also to keep my mind occupied because you don't know what to do. Yeah. So this is what I did. And then when we could go outside and go for holiday and stuff like that, I just went on a road trip in Paris, uh, in France. <laughs> did you? Wow. Yeah. Finally had the time. That's why I talked to some people, even though it was hard, like I had time to see Paris or I had time to do things or I had time to rest or read a book because yeah. of how hard you work. So when you came back, did you feel like your body was pretty much ready or was that a shock to the system? Oh, to- no, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm not going to lie. I did have classes, dance classes, ballet and more than jazz. I had like five hours a week, which is still something. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I keep myself like a bit entertained and stuff like that. But when I came back, my fit was so sore. 
I was like, oh, and we didn't even wear heels. It was just from like during the rehearsal, my brain was so sore as well. I was like, oh, I have to think again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. And like, I was talking to Alexandra, I think she's the first one I interviewed and you'd come back to rehearsal of just like working on the walks and things like that. Like just they are, and then also like hearing it when the music came on, like, oh, there it is. But like, it's not a given that it's still sitting in your brain after a year and a half. But I'm not going to lie. When we heard the music for the first time, I had goosebumps. I, I was like, oh, that feels so good. I felt, I felt like we left the day before. And then really? we came back oh. from here. So oh, right uh, the feeling of just going into the Lido or like put a legging on because I'm going to do rehearsal was was amazing. Like, wow. I was like, oh, oh yeah, how, I loved it. How about that first night when you opened, when that curtain goes up? How was that? Oh, I, I cried. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard a few people say that and I totally get that. Like it must have been so wonderful. And you guys had full houses and especially not knowing if it was going to come back. Like I feel like there's there was so much to be celebrating and to, to cry of to feel all yeah. that. Oh, so you tears also, and then it was so nice. Like that feeling of is a feeling that we will never have again. I hope so. I hope so. But is a feeling that you want to it's like a first night ever, like a first contract or a first, something. It was so good. Some people said that they felt more emotion in than in that than their first night in the Lido, because the first night sometimes you're you're the new person in, or there's so much to think about, but the, the reopening, they felt more present and more gratitude and more joy than they had in their first time. So that, that's incredible. I'm so glad because I sent a video. I got a bunch of old bluebells, not old, well, old <laughs> that we did opening night. Um, congratulations or a married. And, and they were so willing to do that because a lot of us were like rooting for you and like wondering, like, what would that feel like after finally getting back of not knowing if you have a job, like, I think a lot of us were like anticipating and celebrating um, Savannah and Alexandra and Hillary sent me a video of them backstage. And I was like, I cried. I was just so happy that you guys get to do it again because, you know, as, as cabarets, we don't know how long things, you know, we take for granted that these things will always be there. And then when it's not for sure, you're like, I need to really, really appreciate what I have. Yeah, exactly. And I've, we felt really lucky. Like for myself, I was like, I'm so happy to be there. I'm so lucky to be there. Like, thanks God they called me back. <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, because I was um I was in the same situation as um Alexandra. So I was like, oh, I hope I hope they're gonna call me, be like, Megan, we need you. Can you come back? Because I was like, if my career finished now, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt and so I, I think it's and I think because we know it's not a long career you know it's like we're not going to so even losing a year and a half of that feels like really like I know this is already short to start with and to lose that much time and then you got married in the middle of the pandemic yeah (laughs) congratulations that's something to occupy your time and your and your mind yeah exactly (laughs) and how did you meet your husband uh my husband is a waiter at Moon. oh my gosh okay here we go again another so okay (laughs) I'm going to tell a really weird story, but when I was in Hello Hollywood, Hello, there was a waiter that I kind of noticed him. And so I kind of made it a fun thing. Like, oh, I'm going to make eye contact with him. And he would be waiting. They'd look like, oh my gosh, that dancer's looking at me. So it kind of was this fun flirtatious thing. I never met him in person. And then he asked me out on a date. He was the weirdest person I ever met. 
And then I knew that. And so I said, no more. He broke into my house and stole all my underwear twice. And he, my mom is saying with me one time. Yeah. So when I hear that there's good waiter stories, I can't judge all waiters by this one guy. And then I had to see him every night in the show. And I was like, that's so creepy. That guy came in my house, stole all my underwear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. It's pretty weird, but I love that you're your dad and your mom met that way. And then you met your husband that way. Yours is a much better story. <laughs> how did you guys start talking? Was it because like, how often do you hang out in the, out in the house or? Well, I was, um, I was at Mulan at the time. No, actually, no, wait. It all started when I was at Lido. I came back from the cruise and then I met him at the bar next to, next to Mulan. And then it took us a year and a half to actually be together really so I did my full year at Lido then I arrived at Mulan and then that is when I arrived at Mulan that we were like okay let's just be together and then so yeah this is how I started in in June when I was at Mulan and then uh, we got married in July this year <laughs> did you do like a small wedding or because I think people that got married in COVID it's like a it's going to be memorable like people that made it work well um not really a small wedding it was not big but it wasn't small either like everyone could come it was perfect we didn't have to wear the mask we didn't have to like we, we didn't have any curfew it was perfect oh that sounds so much but I, I went to a couple zoom weddings and some zoom baby showers and it was glad I'm glad we had it but I was like oh, I'm so glad you didn't have to do that way <laughs> oh, oh not oh. at all everyone could come it was perfect so in your whole family, everybody understands, like your husband knows that cabaret world because he's been in it. Your dad, your grandma, all of them know what it's like yeah, being married to a dancer. For, it was more hard for my husband's family because they were like, wait, what? She's what? And I'm like, oh, oh showgirl. And then they were like, okay, cool. Like they accept it straight away, oh, they but do. they had to watch it first. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are they from Paris or from France at all? They're from France. Yeah. So they, they knew of it and then they saw it and like, okay. Oh yeah. Is... Yeah. They knew what it was. Oh good. Oh, that's so good. That's what an amazing family lineage you have. So we talked about, I know we're going to wrap up here, but I know, I think I asked you this before, not when we recorded, if you have a daughter and she wants to dance in cabarets, because I was just saying like how my own daughter who's 29, if she wanted that, like, I would think there's wonderful things I'd want her to experience. And part of me as a, as a mom, like, but also like I was saying, like, if she's going to go off and go to a sorority party or something, you know, like there's, there's places we have worry as moms anyway, but how would, how would that be for you if you, you end up raising a daughter or a boy that wants to dance? Um, well, if it's a boy, the dad will definitely say no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, joking. Um, I think I'll do like my mom did, like if she wants to be a dancer, then I will help her to be a dancer. Um, I will explain to her, explain to her like what I did or what I do, because I'm probably going to still be at Lido, even if I've got a child. Um, explain to them and not hide them what I did, because I know that sometimes it can be hard because I, I, I had this as cool to say like, oh, my mom is a dancer. And when you're a kid, people are like, no, your mom is not a dancer. Like, that's not a real job or, yep. like, it's not something real. Even the teacher, they were like, no, Megan, like, stop lying. And I'm like, I'm not lying. My mom is a dancer. <laughs> so 
it's hard sometimes. I think now the generation understand more than yeah. new generation, but I think I will help them if they want to be dancers and show them that world and like that beautiful world because it's not something to hide from it. Like it's it's just amazing. So oh. it's a hard work, but it's amazing. It's amazing. That's a really great way to end. I'm so glad that I reached out to you because I, I really don't know what I'm in for until we talk a few minutes and we start recording. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many wonderful gems in there. I'm so excited to see you on the stage. Coming, I bought my ticket yesterday, bringing one of my dancers who's been listening to the podcast. She'll listen to this. She's been training. We've been doing private. I did a showgirl series. So the more people I interview, the more excited I am to see the show. I know I'm going to have to come twice because I'm probably going to be like trying to find all of you on there. I want to watch the whole show. So I'll need to do at least two times. So until then, uh, be safe and, and be well. And I'm just really, have, really feel fortunate to have had this time to, to hear your story. Thanks to you for having me. And then um, I hope that everyone's going to enjoy that podcast because I've got a special story. <laughs> You've got a very special story, which is this interesting. Like I never knew what people's stories were when I worked with them for a year. You sit in the dressing room or you guys called the lodge didn't, didn't know that much about people. We talk about boys or different things. And then now I interview, I'm like, I never knew that part of your story and how different our stories are. So you could all be in that same dressing room and the same show together and be very, very different. And that's what I love. It's like, there's different angles. There's different ways of being. There's different um, things that happen after you were dancers. And we all, yeah, we all have different story, but what, what I like right now at Lido is the fact that my mom danced with Savannah's empty, and then I'm dancing with Savannah. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, someone, and I'm yeah, like, wow. And then when I'm soloist with her, I'm like, hey, like, how mom, like my mom and your empty dance together? <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, we will send a shout out to Karina and Marissa and to your mother and to Fum Fum, all these people that came before, um, that that just keep this going. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's amazing. <laughs> happy new or three days into it, but happy new year. By the time this will come out the end of January. So we can still say it's a new year. Yeah. Happy new year. Oh. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in April. Me too. <laughs>